Sorry to disappoint you So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like I make mistakes Like, lots of mistakes I'm just trying to do the best that I can do I guess I'm just imperfectly human Welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. I am your host, Mr. Daly, and thank you for joining me after the Christmas break. It's been a long break for me. I disappeared, ooh, what was that, early December, back mid-January, so I've had a good time off. Like I said, I don't like to create content for the sake of creating content. I like to bring you relevant stuff, and today I think I've got a really good show for you. So looking forward to getting into it. This We're in another one of our Time to Shine episodes. I've got a wonderful guest to speak to you today. So, you know, get ready for something good. Um, I think he's inspiring, definitely a really inspiring young man. That, um, and, um, and I don't say that to be patronizing in any way. It's just that Ade is young, he's younger than me, but that's why I say young man. But um, he is definitely someone that I've just in one conversation I've learned a lot from already and you know inspired by because I love to see people that have that entrepreneurial drive and he he's definitely got it so as usual welcome to new listeners old listeners if you are new to this you can pick up this show on Spotify Apple Music Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts Breaker TuneIn wherever you usually get your podcast from we are on there um, and like I said, like I always say, I appreciate you joining me on this show. So who am I? Who is Mr. Daly? Well, let me give you a little bit of my background. So I am Mr. David Daly. I am the principal consultant at Yellowway. I've been in the analytics sector for 20 years and consulting for the last 13. I am passionate about helping analytical leaders eliminate the blockers and achieve their organizational vision. Yellowway is a business dedicated to helping analytical departments structure for success. Our mission is to unblock the path to strategic analytics and data science by putting the right foundations in. Uh, to find out more about Yellowway, visit yellow8.co.uk. So with that said, let's dive into this. Let me introduce my guest today. He is Ade Beecroft. Yeah, yeah. Ade, you want to introduce yourself? Say hello to the people. Hello, people. <laughs> My name's Ade. <laughs> um, Ade Beecroft. I am a, I'm originally born in Nigeria, moved to the UK when I was about five years old, lived in London for six years, and I'm currently um, living in Manchester um, since I was about 11 years old. Um, I started off my career um, as an apprentice, as a business analyst apprentice. Um, yeah, and I'm currently as a junior, and I recently just started my own business um, in property. So awesome! That's awesome! Whistle stop tour, right? Okay, cool. So, Ade, I like I, I did mention this to you, and I've given you a bit of time to think about it. But here we go. So, usual icebreaker question: What is your favorite genre of music, and why? Um, that's a difficult question to answer. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I like everything. So, 
One of my favorite genres is rap. I think this is how up, upbeat it is. I'm a pretty enthusiastic and bubbly person. So rap, rap's got me um, with the beat and everything like that. But at the same time, I also love, recently just got into it more, um, Afro, Afro beats. Yeah, I love, love the beat of that. I can dance to it. Yeah, so um, those are probably my two favorite um, genres at the moment. Okay, if we were to, so let, let's just quickly dive into this. So rap, what, what, era of rap would you say your your favorite is what oh. do you what do you go to what's your go-to go-to right now i'm not gonna lie to you is is um more modern day i'm listening to people like um dave for example uh, uh, dave is one of my favorite um, favorite rappers going so yeah probably modern day don't get me wrong i like my old school i like my biggie smalls and everything uh, yeah but if i'm to get, if I, if I was to pick a song there and then it would have to be like a dave song most likely Okay, okay. Um, I think there's there's one song that for for me, Dave and um oh what was this guy's name? Um oh, why, why is it? it's not that old, it's about a year, year and a half old. Location with Burner Boy or something? No, it wasn't it wasn't. This was a real lyrical song. It was um yeah, it's quite a few of them. So, yeah, like, is it- <laughs> do you know what? I, I will find this song. I will find this song because I think yeah. for anyone that says they like Dave, for me, this is kind of like um, this has to be this has to be on their on their like list. If it's not, I'll be shocked because yeah. the song the song is phenomenal in my opinion. Um, and I might be, I might be, ba- I might be biased. So it's Avelino and Dave. Oh, and okay, the, yeah. And the song is called Cassius Clay. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't see. I like the song. I can't say to you something I have my playlist that goes to all the time. Yeah, um, the one that I listen to the most right now by Days is a song called Lazarus. Right. Um, is um, oh, I forgot the guy's name in it. Um, but he is a um, he his genre was mainly like Afro beats. Yeah, so him and Dave put together was like one of the perfect songs. Right, I have to check that out because I definitely, yeah, I'm with you. I For modern day rappers, especially, and it, it's it's so funny because when we used to talk about rap, especially like back in the 90s and onwards, we used to be like, oh, it was all American. It, it was just pure American rap we talked about. Okay. Now we're talking about, you know, we don't we're not even we're putting UK rappers in the same box as American rappers. We're not just saying, oh, from America, I like this guy, whatever. We're just going across the board, I like this rapper. And yeah, for yeah. Me, Dave is one of those people that can hold his own against American rappers. Avelino yeah. is also one of those guys. There, there are quite a few actually that, that I think Getz is another one. Um yeah. there are quite a few now for me that truly can hold their own against the Americans. And it's not, it's it's their lyrical ability. It's their versatility. I love the fact that Dave embraces his Nigerian culture and puts it yeah. in with what he's doing and the Afro beats and everything. Love it. I love it. So yeah, definitely. good choice. Definitely. People like Getz and Avelino, especially, even though lyrically and everything, they are extremely talented. It's just a situation that they're not as much in the limelight because let's say they're from like a different genre. So their popularity and they're not as known as well compared to, for example, someone like Dave, yeah, yeah. who is 
up there, but they are definitely extremely talented. I know you're yeah. saying. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, that was that was that's that's definitely let me give me a bit more insight into you. So that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm uh, the test. <laughs> <laughs> well, so for me, my I'm very like you, I'm eclectic. Um, so I think people on the show would know for 10, 10, 11 years, I ran an independent, um, independent record label. So I was an artist myself. Don't go looking up my album, but but, um, yeah, I recorded. So I was a hip hop artist for 10, 11 years or longer than that, actually from the age of 16 to 20, I dropped. So my last album was released in 2009. So when I was 29, I dropped my last album just after my, my second daughter was born. Um, and that was the last project I did. And that's when I started to feel I needed to do something different. But I love hip hop. I'm one of those people that, that, you know, if they say, tell me when you fell in love with hip hop, I can tell you the exact time oh, I fell in God. love with hip hop. It was one of those things. And it was weird because I fell in love with hip hop and I fell in love with um I felt like I was cheating on hip hop with slow jams. Those are those <laughs> are my two things. But then over the years, um, all the dance hall came into it, and then reggae came into it because my dad used to listen to a lot of reggae. Then I listened to things like Sunny Ade and all of that stuff. All the old school, not even yeah, yeah. it's not it's it's the birth of Afrobeats, all the um, Fuji music and all of that. Then the Afrobeats came in more recently. And to me, I just love if if it's good music, I love it. I can go from yeah, yeah, hip hop yeah. to rock very yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. But um, I appreciate a good vocalist, a good singer. I don't care what genre they're from. If you can sing, you can sing, in my opinion. And I appreciate a good vocalist because I know how hard it is to do all those vocal runs and all of those things. So, yeah, it's... I'm I'm open. I like good music. And you, my friend, have got good taste because you selected when I when I say hip hop of today, creme de la creme artist, I definitely think uh Dave is one of the creme de la creme. De la creme. So yeah, man. Good good choice. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> so you know the format. We've t- we've talked about this. We're gonna run through some questions. Um the aim of this really is to allow the audience to really get to know you. We do this with all our entrepreneurs and we go through a series of questions just talking about um, your, it, it should take us from the beginnings of your journey through to getting to, to know a bit more about you as an entrepreneur, what makes you tick, and then um, a bit more about your, the future of your journey as well. So yeah. we're going to dive into this and just, just like that, I, I've gone and exited myself from what I was looking at. Okay, here we go. So you've kind of you kind of shared a bit about who you are, but um do you want to share a bit more about is there more to your story and a bit more about your business? Yeah, so um regard so regarding my story when I came into the UK, um something I've only just become open and actually sharing more recently is I started off as an illegal immigrant into the UK. So it was just me and my mom Originally, when we came off, start, um, as I said, we were living in um, London. 
um, came off to Manchester, um, spent six years there and then came to Manchester and I've lived here ever since. So that's been one like, kind of character building moment that I've had throughout my um throughout my childhood and even to where I am now seeing my mum work so hard to get us to where we are today um so that's def- that's one thing I'll share more about myself um regarding business so yeah I run a company called um a Dane property so this is basically a a a, a, a property business it's a creative strategy called rent to rent i don't know if people have heard it if you haven't um it's creative because it is a low money not low money to no money down um, property strategy which basically involves i rent a property from a landlord and then i then rent it out onto um um for example working professionals it is subletting, however, it is legal because of the contracts I'm using. So we're basically, as a whole, we're basically like a letting agent providing landlords guaranteed rent, um, no voids, no no worries, um, every single month, um, without a doubt. Okay, and I, I think that's interesting because a lot of people will be like <gasps> subletting. How can you can't sublet? And uh, <laughs> but you pointed as you as you pointed out, it's not illegal because the whole thing with rent to rent is that you are not renting the property from the landlord as an assured short hold tenant. So you are not yeah. renting the property as a tenant yourself. You are either entering into, depending on their, on the um, landlord's mortgage position or type of mortgage they have, you're either renting it on a sort of commercial lease type of basis or yeah. uh, as a management on a management basis where you're taking on the management of the property. But the difference is that, as you said, you're the the guaranteed rent. So when it comes to that, how are you, uh, and this, I know this is kind of an off the cuff question, but (laughs) for you, how, how did you find it daunting when you, when you stepped in and thinking I'm guaranteeing rent to this landlord, how am I going to do this? Um, do you mean prior to um, even yeah, 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 the, the business model? You know, we, no, when you first, I think you're, I, from what I can tell, you're very similar to me in the sense that you understood the business model before you even stepped in. But um, um, when you did your first one, did you think, oh my gosh, I've, I've promised this landlord fixed rent, guaranteed rent, and that's going to start in X number of weeks. How am I doing this? All right, okay. So answer. <laughs> so I mentioned first when I first initially heard about the business model, I used to be a very close-minded person. I used to be very close-minded. My friend mentioned it to me. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, we'll talk about investments in the future." And he mentioned, "Oh, there's something called rent to rent." And I thought, uh, and I heard it, and I was like, "Why? Why would you do that? What if you can't get any people to live in there? Then you have to pay the landlord." And so I completely ignored it. It wasn't until where I started reading more and doing more research where I started to actually understand it. But at this point, when I actually got my first rent to rent agreed on, I can't lie to you, there was a little bit of me thinking, oh, oh, I've got to pay this landlord so-and-so amount every month. Yeah. Um, I was mainly worried for my personal guarantors because it was my uncle who's my personal guarantor, my mother who's my personal guarantor guaranteeing the rent. And I thought, at the end of the day, it's their names on the line. Yeah. If, if for any reason happens. But yeah, to be honest with you, I was completely, I completely trusted the process, if that made sense. I completely yeah. understand 
because of the due diligence I've done, because of the research I've done, and because of how many other people do it, yeah, and how good of an area I was in anyway, I was completely confident that my properties will will get tenanted. Yeah. So that fear didn't wasn't wasn't something hanging over to me, me too much. It was more of an excitement of I've, I've I've got my I've got my first deal in place. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, I started my journey in April last year, and it literally took me. I, I, started, I was on a six month mentorship. Yeah, um, learn how to do rent to rent and everything. And it literally took me six months before I got my first rent to rent deal. So at this point now, when I've got this in place, what I'm thinking is you're buzzing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was just full of excitement. There was a little bit of worry, but because I was so confident in in the process and what I was doing and everything else, it would it just went over me. If that made sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. I think um, you definitely went a good way. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid of mentorship. I'm thinking, oh, well, if I'm a businessman, how, why, why do I need a mentor? Why do I need someone? And it's so important to appreciate that. And this is kind of, for me, this is what this show tries to do, break down these kind of barriers to the thinking that there's nothing wrong with learning from the experience of others. Actually, you benefit a lot more by learning from the experience of others because they help you to avoid the mistakes that they made in the first place. So yeah, yeah. yeah definitely, yeah. definitely rate you for that. The, that that was one big thing for me. So property to me, regardless was rent to rent, because obviously being low um, property strap, low um barriers money in, property, yeah. Yeah. Regardless, it was like, oh, this is gonna be a business, this is gonna be an investment. So if I'm gonna do it, I wanna make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah. I want I wanted someone to hold my hand and oh, if I've got any mistakes. I can talk to you directly. I want. I wanted that just to make sure if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. So, yeah. which is why, yeah, my mum, I got mentoring. Yeah, yeah, no, awesome. Yeah. So, um, so if we go, ah, haha. <laughs> so, I think we we've spoken about this, but if we if we go back to where it started for you, when was that, and what was the light bulb moment that that made you realize that you were entrepreneurial? Um, using the word entrepreneur, I never ever, ever <laughs> thought, that, oh, I was entrepreneur. I'm not, not going to lie to you. So what happened to me was I, um, I just finished my apprenticeship as a business analyst. Yeah. Um, and literally as I finished, I got put on furlough. I got put on furlough for, I think it was six months. Yeah. Cause COVID just hit. And throughout that period of furlough, all I was experiencing was family calling me, not mom, mom asking me, friends asking me, oh, they're going back into work. I've heard this in the news, people going back into work. However, I wasn't any, any, anything for my business regarding me starting up anytime soon. So this happened. This had me in like a, a period of like fear, shock, like because I was thinking, oh, I do not want to lose my job. I do not want to lose my job. I need income. Yeah, I was terrified. But the, the main thing that switched my mindset was, even though I was terrified of losing that job, it, it, I knew it wasn't a job I wanted to do at all. Like there was no side of me who that way, what I woke up and thought, oh yeah, got to go to work today. It was always, oh no, I think I can do this, really, really. So that was, so that happened to me, yeah, six months. And then I, my friends have always advised me to um, read books. Yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And because I was always working full time and, financially I was in a better situation I think I had a bit of an ego where I just ignored and I thought 
I'm doing okay. I'm saving up my money. Money's going away. Don't tell me what to do with my money. I didn't want to take any risk. I just thought I'll save up. I'll go buy a house eventually. And then blah, 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 blah. That, yeah. that was my thinking. So eventually I just thought I'd read the book, which I'd poor dad. And that, when I'm listening to a book, so there's a bunch of things which he said, which kind of hit me. Yeah, which if he ever hit me, I noticed it myself or my mom, the life, life we live. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I didn't want that. And the book also opened to me that, I could achieve more than what I I put my expectations on. Like my life goal before before um January 2021, yeah, was by the time I'm 40 years old to be earning 40,000 a year. So a partner earning 40,000 a year. And I thought I'll be I'll be satisfied with that. I'll be more than happy with that. Yeah. And that was the thinking because my mom was earning um about 40, 40 something a year. She's got me and my little brother to take care of. And don't get me wrong, we're not living you know, mansion or anything, but we're, we're comfortable, if that made sense. Like, yeah, yeah we're okay. So my expectation was very low, but then listening to that book, it made me realise, basically, in, in short, you will never basically achieve more than your um, expectations or imagination, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, if you think, if I think I can only earn a certain amount, that's that's what's going to that's what's gonna happen. If I yeah. think I can earn so and so amount higher, I will work that way to, to earn so and so amount and I've always been a hard working person where I was willing yeah. to work I've always been willing to work so that was like my situation of a light bulb moment of all right okay there's all these opportunities around me yeah why am I not taking them especially I'm how old am I I'm 22 now so I was 21 when I first came out with this realization so I was thinking what's the worst that can actually happen because I don't have much bills so it was like oh what's the worst that can actually happen I lose a bit of money. I can start again in however long. So, yeah, that was like kind of my light bulb um, realization of just go for it in life. Man, Ada, you just made me feel super old, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You just made me feel so old, but it's it's all good. <laughs> but um, no, that's 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 amazing because. I don't think many people, many people, don't get me wrong, many people read that book, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I am not here trying to, you know, I'm not getting paid by Robert Kiyosaki or or anyone. I'm not here to blow the trumpet on that book. But people read that book and do nothing with it. And it's not, it's not the book that makes the difference. It's your decision as to whether you're going to take action or whether you're going to continue to take to be this you know taking no action is still taking action yeah it's what action you're going to take are you going to take a positive make a positive move or are you going to sit in inaction and do nothing because there's a choice yeah yeah it's not an easy road entrepreneurship is never an easy road it's I don't know any entrepreneur that would that will sit here and tell you it's easy. Um, it's not an easy road, but it's a choice. And it's probably one of the best choices you can make. And that's not to and people, um, and we've had this conversation, but people, it doesn't entrepreneurship doesn't mean you can't also have another career on the side. You can't, you know, you it doesn't mean you stop, you have to stop. If you have a career that you enjoy, you have to stop it. You can still have that career, but always, but I think as when you start to figure yourself out as an entrepreneur, you start to see, as you say, the opportunities and the other ways you can maneuver and potentially 
how you can step out from what you're doing as a as an employee and take that into the freelance world and continue to grow as an entrepreneur. So I I think you definitely you've got the right character because um, you took action. It's that simple. It's a, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, action probably one of the keyest things, definitely. So um, you kind of answered this one, but I, I'll ask it anyway. But um, how often did you question your path and do you still have these moments? Um, when you say question, are you regarding to the business or um, actions actually as my, um, I say, corporate, corporate career? I think... Ooh, that's a good point because there's there's two there's two sides to this. When you when you went, boom! This is the moment I'm taking action. Did you ever question that decision? Did you ever think, "Oh my gosh, should I be doing this?" I doubt the. I, I think I know the answer to that already. But then on the other side, when you when you went into the apprenticeship and you did all of that, did you have those moments as to say? Is this the right path for me? Yeah. Um, the, I'll start off with the apprenticeship because that's where it was first. With the apprenticeship, after after not long, I was like, is this the right path for me? But I thought, you know what? Just stick with it. The, my, my, the, all I was ever thinking about was the, the, um, the paycheck. Because there was like, oh, there was the first salary as an apprentice. Then it was junior apprentice. Then it was full-time um just like a business analyst, which is what I am right now. Yeah. So that was always I was, that was always what I was looking at. It was like, oh, you, you're aiming there. So even though I wasn't happiest, I was always thinking, why am I doing this? Like, oh, why am I actually doing this? So that that I questioned my actions quite a lot. But I just thought it just it just how it is as an adult. You just got you don't have to enjoy your job. You just stick with it. You take a paycheck. Yeah. You know? And you just you just move on. Yeah, you're not meant to actually like your job. I always used to think that. <laughs> I always think you're not meant to actually like your job. You just meant to just do just do it and get paid and do, do your responsibilities. So that was my thought regarding that. Um regarding um rent rent when I started up the business. Um when I actually obviously got the properties in place, there wasn't there wasn't that really that that real fear of oh what if I can't turn the properties. Um however, in the beginning stages throughout the six months from actually trying to mm. buy the properties, yeah, I was always questioning them. I was always questioning myself because because it gets to a point where you start to think, oh, like, am I really am I really meant to be doing this? Am I just wasting my time? Like, I, I remember I was talking to one of my mentors and I was saying, like, I feel like it was easier if I just flip in, stopped my corporate job and just did that. Like, I didn't, I didn't because I was so emotionally invested, yeah, in my, in the business that when things weren't going my way, it, it was breaking me. It was it was literally breaking me. So I was just like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? And then I was I'm someone who likes to be fully into something. Yeah. And yeah. so when I decided I was gonna do the do the business, I remember I went for my first viewing and I was filled with excitement. Yeah. And I remember people was telling you, telling me, um, tell the world what you do. Yeah. I don't get me wrong, I was terrified to tell the world what I was doing, yeah, because of the idea of failure. But in that moment of like excitement, I thought, oh, I do it now, otherwise you never do it. So long story short, I told everyone. And that was like also a way for me to say to my to say, you can't go back. Yeah. You have to stick with this. You've committed, you told your mom, you told your brother, yeah, you have to stick with this, yeah, and do it until successful. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. I used to listen to books every day to help me, but 
those were those were the times where I really like in my corporate job when I was where I kept progressing. I still wasn't liking it because I kept thinking, oh, maybe I might like it, but that never happened. <laughs> and in that business world where I was trying to acquire the property and I was thinking, is, is, it, is, is it all just a hope? Is, is it all just fake? Is everything I'm using on YouTube fake? Does the process actually really work? Like to actually acquire the properties? Um, am I meant to be doing this? For being who do I think I am? So those were the, probably like the positions where I most like um, questioned question myself if that makes sense yeah yeah so it was more of a case of dealing with um it was kind of an early early onset imposter syndrome thinking should i be should i be doing this um yeah yeah. yeah, i i i I get that i think (laughs) but for anyone that hasn't done the, the endless viewings to yeah. just keep coming out and going, no, that's not the one. No, this isn't. No, this doesn't tick the boxes. No, this is. It's not going to work. It's not big enough. It doesn't have enough space. Oh, it'll cost too much to refurbish. And but yeah, it is brutal. Yeah, it does. absolutely brutal. So yeah, I, I can I can understand why in that six months you would question what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a very it was a very um painful process but I, uh, yeah i'll go into i think i'll go into it in a late, later um later but i'll mention one of the one of the issues why i was thinking that as well cool so um getting into more of like you now what motivates you as an entrepreneur um i'll say there's a couple of things so number one my mom i always want to give back to my mom like when i say there's actually about sacrifice that she's just for, for me to be where I am today is for me it's unreal so my mom definitely um being an example for my little brother when I realized what, what the opportunities there were in the world yeah and what you can achieve if you put your mind to it I wanted to be that kind of example for my little brother um and then for me that's like um I think it was just probably something everyone says freedom yeah I wanted to be able to for example Little things like, oh, I want to, if I go for a meal, yeah, with like, I don't know, my, my little brother, friend, mom, everyone, I don't want to worry about the bill. I don't want any, any to worry about the bill. Oh, if I go, if my, someone says to me, oh, let's go on holiday, I don't want to be thinking, oh, how am I going to afford this within, within the next so and so months? I just want to be a situation, all right, okay, yeah, it might, it may cost me a bit of money, but I'll be fine. Yeah. It was a freedom to say, all right, okay. For example, recently I started um, mixed martial arts um, just because I want, always wanted to do it. Not, I don't see myself fighting professionally, but I just always <laughs> wanted to do it. But I never did it because of the money-wise, to invest in the training, the the gear and everything else, never did it. But as soon as I acquired um, additional funds, I wasn't thinking about going to get a fancy car or anything, but it was just, oh, let me go do something that I'd always love to do, but just yeah. financially was never, I didn't, didn't, didn't sit right with me, if that made sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I think... Um, it's 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 really interesting. It's I guess it's a testament to to your upbringing that your focus isn't on the material things. It's not on the oh I'm going to go buy buy a car and all of that. And it's funny because I always say I say myself and my neighbor my neighbor runs a um, property property property. Oh, how do I describe what he does? Um, he so he's he's a builder 
and he but he manages and he manages all the maintenance for so yes yeah, a property maintenance business that he manages all properties and for landlords and re- does all their repairs yeah. and stuff like that so we were we were sitting out we were talking and both of us were laughing because we were, we were talking about cars and when he first met me i had my um i had my discovery and my mercedes and you know every time he saw me cuz our house was a new build and it was still being built at the time when we first met and he'd already moved in but i ours was still being built so one day i'd rock up in the in the discovery the next day i'd rock up in the in the bend so he, he was looking at me like what <laughs> hell? Yeah. what's going on here and it was funny because depending on where i was coming from whether i was coming from say swindon where I'd driven all the way down if i was if i was coming from work or from seeing a client i was always in the mercedes because that was my car for doing my long journeys whereas yeah. if i was turning up with the family to look at the property i was in the discovery because i was coming from home and that was our family car so that there, there was sense to what i was doing but it, it, when when i really checked myself there was no sense to it let me not i'm not trying to fool anyone yeah. but um within a year of moving here both cars were gone and i was in a persia yeah and no. and i was like cuz covid had hit and we were like when the in the grand scheme of things that car means nothing yeah, it's yeah. it's a very Im- a very expensive asset or uh, not even an asset a very yeah. expensive product to impress who yeah because yeah. that's what i always uh who am who what why do i own this if it's just from getting from point a to point b then any car will do right if that's what the focus is if that's what we're emphasizing if it's getting from point a to point b you want to do that in the cheapest most cheapest safest a most efficient way you can i would question whether any of those vehicles that i had was was that so <laughs> yeah. why did i have those and it was until you start to break down why you do things to the to the core components you realize that one especially if you've come from a background of having nothing there yeah. is a part of you that wants to hey it's an it's affirmation that you you've made it yeah, yeah um definitely but you have to get past that because spending your money on those sorts of things stop you from being able to invest your money yeah and that's the most important thing until you until you're um what there was something um, i'm not sure if you mentioned it in in the book but in rich i think rich dad rich dad poor dad robert kasaki yeah. basically said he didn't buy a car until um you know it was like one of these one of these investments pays for his cars he doesn't look as he doesn't if he's buying something he's like right how is that getting paid for by one of my cash flow streams yeah 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 and that's yeah. how your thinking has to has to change you shouldn't be taking from your pot to fund these things there should be a cash flow stream to fund it if you don't have the cash flow to fund it then don't do it and it's interesting to me that you you know you're thinking the only thing that they that you should ever take out of what's coming in to do is to better yourself whether that's your health your education um 
anything along those lines, anything that's to do with your well-being. And that's immediately what you invested in. You invested in your fitness. You invested in your well, your health and well-being by do, pursuing a sport that you've always wanted to pursue. And, you know, for me, it's interesting. Again, it like I said, it just speaks to it speaks volumes about your character. Yeah. Um, thank you. I do appreciate that. Um, but it's, I, I won't lie to anyone. It was a thing that, let me wrong, I've never been too materialistic, but up until January 2021, yeah, like where, where I've had this realisation, the things that were just, I used to think about was, oh, I can't wait to have a, have a fancy car. I can't wait to have ever been a big house because of that, because that thing of, oh, I never used to have it when I was younger. So, oh, let me show, oh, look, look where I am now. I've, I've made it. Yeah. And it wasn't until that realisation of, oh, right, okay, do I really... I didn't really, my, my priorities were more set on on my business growing, me being able to invest more in, into my future. For example, like more additional rent rents or more additional properties compared to just looking, looking rich. And I think one of the, because I remember even, let's say a couple months ago, some of the goals I had like were very external validation driven. They were very, it wasn't until I read a book, yeah, from someone called Stephen Bartlett, yeah, um, yeah, called Happy Sexy Millionaire. And he basically talked about his, um, his journey. And he basically had that realization about why he wanted some of his gold work, so, um, dream by external validation. And I had a real think myself of, oh, why do I want this? Like, deep, deep down, why do I want that? And that was what that realization came, came from, um, for me understanding, oh, I don't really need that. Let me just do what I actually want, want to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, you know, you, for me, you kind of show me that there's still hope for the, for the next generation because I, I'm not, I will, I'll never lie about it. I, I've done the dumb things with money. I, I was one of those people. I had a new iPhone every time one came out. As soon as a new Apple watch came out, I had it. Um, it, it's funny. I, I say to people that in the last ten years, I can I can definitely say that in terms of turnover, I've turned over well over a million pounds. But do I have the assets to show for that for that um, for the one million for what I've turned over? Yeah. And I don't. I don't. One because. Obviously, things have happened and <laughs> I've lost everything <laughs> and that's, that happens in life. But um, I'm not I'm not salty about it, he says. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but on, on, on a serious note, you know, I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. I've trusted the wrong people. It's cost me heavily. But some of those mistakes were completely my own fault because I didn't deal with my sense of what validated me yeah, and yeah. I validated myself in the material possessions. I validated myself in, by what car I drove. I validated, you know, knowing the sort of mileage that I do, I knew it, I, it made no sense to buy a brand new car because every car I, I, I bought, I was doing on over 30,000 miles a year. That is, you're not keeping the value of any car if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. putting that kind of mileage on it. So, but I knew these things, but I still wanted to look the part. I still wanted, you know, that validation. So 
it's definitely a thing where if you can deal with that and recognize that from a young age, then you, you're setting yourself up for success. And I will encourage you to continue to all, you know, to always assess yourself, read that book over and over again and remind yourself as to why, you know, you are the way that you're doing things, the way that you're doing them and you are the way that you are so that you, you aren't tempted to go the other way because it is, it is a very slippery slope and it's very easy to do, especially once the cash flow comes. But yeah, yeah, it, I can't lie. It was um, there was a side of, of me which thought about it when I, when I first got my two rents rents. So I was like, oh, I'm earning so and so figure now. Like, oh, let me. But then you have that realization of does it does it actually really matter if that makes sense? Like, I've always been someone in general who who I pride myself on living below my means. Yeah, and so that so yeah that 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 thing's always stuck with me anyway. And when when you see these days that anyone can get a car on finance <laughs> anyone can actually do it it's, it's not really a challenge in any shape or form yeah it makes you think, why am i bothering to 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 do to do so too when yeah. anyone can do it yeah yeah so um right what would you say are the top three characteristics every entrepreneur should have in your opinion oof, oof that's a difficult question to say free you know <laughs> um i think you've got to be disciplined definitely I think you got to be disciplined. There was times where when I was doing my, um, trying to get my first rent to rent that I didn't want to make the phone calls. I really, really didn't want to do it. Couldn't, couldn't be bothered emotionally, mentally. I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway because I thought you always think of the bigger picture regarding your goals. Yeah. So I think you got to be dis- disciplined. Um, persistent as well. I think you got to be persistent. Um, again, like relating to my rent to rent. Uh, my first, the, the deals I've got right now, they were they were rejected. I put my offers through. They said no to it. And then just for listening to the advice of people, I kept following up every month, following up, following up. Oh, I see the property still available. Oh, I see the price will reduce. The landlord would be happy to reconsider my offer. And then months down the line, yeah, getting no replies, I got a phone call from two different estate agents around the same period of time saying, oh, the landlord would be happy to take your offer now, which is, one of the reasons I've been um, able to get my rent to rent. Um, I think you got to be able to be take be accountable. Take be accountable. I think that's really important as well. Like I, I, there's a book I read, um, Connect, and um, he basically says, "Don't be a a um, don't be a don't be a b i t c h." Yeah, <laughs> basically says, "Don't be a yeah." Um, no matter what you do. Yeah, take responsibility for it. Even if someone crashes into a car, to, let's say you're driving to work and someone crashes into you, take responsibility. You chose to drive that way to work. You chose to 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 be not to be there and then. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gives examples. Oh, why why aren't your clients coming to coming to your place of work? Yeah, well, why didn't you go a different way? To always take accountability, which is really yeah. important because it makes you think. Oh, for the future, what can I do to improve? If that makes sense. Yeah. So those are like the three things that come to my mind immediately. I'll probably say you also need to be actionable, like just take action. Because as you said, a lot of people can read a book and then just do nothing, do nothing. off the back of it. Um, and I think you also have to be open-minded. You got to be open-minded. Like 
the, the some of the biggest people these days in, in the world regarding the entrepreneurship are people who have changed the game if that makes sense people yeah. who, are, who have broke barriers which people thought could never been broken before um and reliable has another one <laughs> <laughs> cool. that's, six, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool that's cool you're dropping gems on people <laughs> um so what okay this is a good one what are the top three mistakes you wish you'd avoid avoided on your journey um not being patient not being patient um not understanding myself properly so that, that goes back to what my goals were not actually understanding what my actual desire was um and um comparing myself to other people mm. comparing myself so i think i mentioned before how emotionally i was you know mentally i wasn't, wasn't happy regarding trying to acquire the properties and one of the reasons was you see on social media, oh, this person has got their first deal, blah, blah, blah. this person after two weeks, a week, a month, blah, blah, blah. and I was always comparing myself to the people because I was thinking, I'm making the phone calls, I'm putting the work in, why haven't I got these sort of results? And I, yeah. yeah, like, it, it frustrated me. You, like, I used to try to be happy for people, and people always tell you, oh, carry on going, be, be don't stop. I used to sit there thinking, the shop. Shut up, like <laughs> I was thinking, shut up, like don't don't tell me that, don't even tell me that, just shut up. It's because so that so compare 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 myself to people, not understanding my goals um properly, which had some yeah, which I come to a better realization and not being patient as just thinking oh, don't be wrong, everyone's success. So everyone I me that I personally think yeah in success is always an element of luck involved. Definitely. Yeah, so you just there's a correlation between how hard you work and level of success you um you you achieve. However, it's not always cause and effect. There's other factors externally which can play a role in um yeah. where you're going to be and how far um you, what you can achieve in a certain time frame. Yeah, and I think um you're definitely right when you say there's a there's luck involved. And people need to appreciate that we can cre- we create our own luck. Yeah. Um, people would say that you were lucky that your landlords came back to you, but uh, you created that luck. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you were persistent, and it always comes down to that. What are you doing to make sure that when that opportunity arises, you are in the right place at the right time? It's not coincidence that people are. You are you're in the right place at the right time because people remember who you are and they remember yeah. who you are because of the actions that you take. So we create our own luck, but luck is definitely um it, it is definitely a factor in in you know success. I completely yeah. agree 100 percent Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. So um so I know this isn't one for you right now, but as a future leader, yeah, how would you go about building your team? You know, what what would you look for in, when you're building your team? How would what's your... um positive people? Yeah, if if you got if you're open minded and positive, there's, there's that can do attitude if that makes sense. When a challenge comes in front of your way, instead of just initially thinking, oh, I can't do it, there's the idea of oh. How can I do it? What can be done? Oh, how about if I tried this? How about if I tried that? Which I've noticed has um, been definitely beneficial for me. Always 
when I was trying to get my rents rents, I was always thinking of how, what other ways can I can I acquire these deals. So at the point that I was literally, I got the landlord res- registry and I literally um, had some letters, an envelope, and I was ready to go go literally knock on landlords' personal doors to give it to them just so, so I could have that personal interaction. It was yeah. taking um, taking chocolates to flipping state agents so they tried to remember me and stuff like that. So um, there's always that positive mi- mindset of well, what can be done, how can I take this challenge, of so being positive. I think that's then definitely one thing. Um, reliable. Being reliable, um, I've learned is a very, 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 very um, key thing. Um, you, you have to have... Especially if if I'm going to be like a, a leader or position, I, I have to be I have to be very comfortable. I, I'm trusting the people I'm putting my my, my baby to, for example, like my, like my baby, my baby, yeah. my business my baby. You know what I mean? Um, so those are definitely two things that come to come to mind immediately regarding if I was to build a team. Um, yeah, and people who are goal goal orientated as well. People who have like who who dream big. I think I think. If you if you dream big, there's that thing of you again of you, you're open to challenges or your um your open mind again. So yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. No. Awesome. Good answer. I like that. Um. So I'm going to switch this one slightly. And in terms of what would you look for in a in a collaborator? So anyone that knows property knows that there is there is always the joint venture there is always the opportunity to work with you may be the one that you may be the one that has the funds or you may be the one that has the experience it depends it really depends on um the individual deal how things turn out so if you were looking for a, a collaborator someone to do a joint venture what what you know what are characteristics you would look for um committed because i i've i've learned um seeing from other people that people may say for example oh i want to invest in so and so when it actually comes to kind of oh showing funds and actually being being present and like talking to them and working things out some some people aren't actually as committed as they make out to be so there's that element of definitely someone who's going to be committed um again with being reliable like if if I'm saying, oh, um, I'm expecting so-and-so or I'm expecting to sign a certain signature or do so-and-so in a certain time period, I need to be able to trust you that you're going you're gonna to do what, what you've said to do. Um, and being, oof, let's say, actionable, again, just taking action. Whatever needs to be done, just get it done. That, yeah. that thing of being um, uncomfortable or, or not taking no for an answer, if that makes sense. Being un- oh, being unreasonable, there you go. Being unreasonable with what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I thought you were going to say um, someone that's comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, but I, I love that. I love that. For me, um, once you, I think once being comfortable is the killer of progress. Yeah, because once you. Once you become so relaxed that you're settled, you don't want to move. It's kind of like if you if you imagine once you're comfy in your bed, you don't want to get up. You don't want to get out. It takes a lot to get you out of there. And that we can be the same way in life. That um, whether it's career, whether it's how much money we're making, once we're at a point where we can do the things that we want to do. 
within reason, we we can become comfortable and we can choose to never push ourselves any further. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think if you can always there's a difference because people will say, well, how's that different from being greedy and just always wanting more? There is a difference. I think there's there's greed is wanting something when you have no business or no need in, in, for that thing. Um, I think being comfortable is, I'm sorry, being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable is pushing yourself to see how much more you can do. It's a, the, it's the motivation. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you just want to challenge yourself to see, wait, what is the best version of me? What, how far can this yeah. version of me go? That, those are the sort of people that I, I like. I like to work with those sort of people. I like to collaborate with those sort of people. Yeah, I, I hear that completely. Because like one of the books I, I read, it was basically saying you should be happy with yourself to where you are. Like you are happy. Like what if you are ha- what if you is good enough? Yeah, there's always that thing of I'm not good enough, so I need so and so, then I'll be happy. Yeah. And what if people just thought that, oh, you are good enough how you are? But there's also that side of, oh, you also got to aim. Us as human beings, we also need to be aiming towards something or mentally um have had that feeling of purpose or mentally some people can have that um not not be mentally okay or have that not emotionally in the right place that makes sense so yeah. there was that balance so oh you should be you should you're good enough but at the same time yeah you should be working harder to to grow and develop yourself yeah which is yeah. which obviously obviously sound I mean, anyone is hearing this you're thinking oh that's you're saying to, you're contradicting yourself but they are two different things. Very definitely. different things. Different things. Um, yeah. And, and when we this is this, that's something I like to talk about on the show a lot about mental health and the, you know the first one really touches on your mental health. You are good enough. You don't need anyone or anything to validate you that you are yeah. good enough. Always believe that you are good enough and you are deserving. You deserve happiness. You deserve success. Because if you don't believe that, then you can't go out and get those things. So always believe that you, you're good enough and you're deserving of it. But then on the on the flip side, like you're saying, work, challenge yourself, push yourself, push yourself to do more. Push yourself to see how much potential there really is inside you. Yeah. That's not the same as, as not believing that you're good enough. It's testing your limits. It's saying, wow, I am, I'm this strong. I wonder if I can be any stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. very different things. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Go ahead. No, sorry, go. I, I think I was going to um, mention a reference regarding a book I read, but it's, it's, it slipped out behind now. So it's, <laughs> it's okay. No, that's cool. So um, can you give an example of your biggest win and your biggest loss and what each of them taught you? Uh, my biggest win, I'd have to say, was obviously <laughs> getting my first rent-to-rent deal. When 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 the people were signed and like I collected the cues, the excitement on my face was actually you no. Know let's say when I had my first tenant in there, because I was like, oh, oh, like it's actually real now, because I had someone actually paid me for my room. And I was like, oh wow. So those those were like my biggest wins because that was all the hard work, all the training, everything. I actually I've actually seen the results, the fruits of my labor, basically. 
Um, so I'll say those are my biggest win. And what they taught me again was be patient. Be patient. Success isn't overnight. Um, yeah. So keep working at it. Because, for example, some people who probably didn't see my journey would just instantly have just thought, oh, look, look where he is now, out of nowhere and not understanding. Yeah. So six months that like, mentally, emotionally, uh, I was a bit of a, of a rocky place, if that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what was my biggest um loss um biggest loss i think i, I, remember, I remember this but i'm just trying to <laughs> recap um i think i'll have to be when i started the business i originally started with a friend and again with me not understanding myself there was elements from both parties of why we, we haven't stayed together um, as, a, as, a, as a pair regarding the business yeah, but with me not understa- truly understanding myself, my goals, and obviously being as well as that being kind of impatient, we didn't work as a bit as business partners, which nearly jeopardized jeopardized our relationship. Yeah, which was a point where I was this was like my best friend was at a point where I f- there was a point where we wasn't talking the same. If that made sense, we, yeah. our relationship wasn't the same. Our relationship wasn't the same after that occurred, and it's only properly started like re- started going back to normal. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that was one thing which de- which which definitely like, my biggest mistake because I reckon there's obviously the sides where his side was wrong, side where I, my side was wrong. But if if I had been more understanding, understand my goals. Yeah, maybe some of them things could have been avoided. I could be, could have been dealt with a lot more, a lot better. And maybe I could be having, I don't know, five rent rents with my my best friend right now working together. Um, and the business could be ten times better than where it is because the more your people you have, the better things are. So that definitely taught me to again anything I do now, to understand why I'm actually doing it. Yeah, and just be patient, like just just being patient because someone else could be looking at me right now. And they could be just dreaming to be where I want to be. And I'm looking at someone else to dreaming to where they want to be. And it's, it's just time. Time is what, what, what will get you, yeah. what will get you to that position. Yeah. No, that, that makes perfect sense. I get it. I get it. It's, <laughs> it's funny. I've been there. I've been there. I've been in business with a friend. And being in business with one of your best friends is, one of, is a very difficult thing. And it's something I wouldn't do again. Yeah, yeah. Especially without, and I think very similar. I didn't understand. I didn't understand myself fully, and I don't think my friend understood himself fully. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and we're two very different people. Uh, a lot of people always say to me, "You're so different when it comes to business," and I always say, it's "Because yeah, I don't play about business. I don't." I can be, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I will still be the same jokey, jovial person. But if I feel someone isn't pulling their weight, if I feel someone isn't motivated, if I feel someone is just dead weight, I'm very, very cutthroat when it comes to those things. And when it comes to a friend, that can be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... our situation is kind of similar to what it sounds like. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just took a, it, it just took a while of actually rebuilding that to um, where we are now. And there was that obviously thing of, oh, wow, I could put this, we, the relationship could either make or break in the situation. Like, yeah. We, yeah. And yeah. it was definitely something that I thought, 
could definitely easily have been avoided and was then like a like a life learning lesson if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when it comes to generating ideas, what's your idea generation and evaluation process, and how do you know when you've landed on a good idea? Um, so when it comes to generating ideas, oof, I would say I've got a specific process for like actually generating ideas. There's always something. So for example, um, I think these days now I'm always looking at what can be improved. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, one of my goals this year is to increase my property page from 1K to uh, um, to 1K. Yeah. And it was just looking at it over since when I created it, what was I doing wrong? So for example, I wasn't posting consistently. For example, I have a marketing strategy. So then it's become a point of, all right, okay, learn about marketing so you can build that up. Um, my evaluation process is something that is fairly new. Um, I heard it from listening to someone else in a, in a podcast. And he basically mentioned, and we had a conversation about this as well, you can transfer skills that you've learned anywhere, in any different sectors into whatever you're doing now. So one of them things like a SWOT analysis. Yeah. So you know what a SWOT, SWOT analysis is, is strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. So it's very, very basic and simple. So literally simple thing is, let's say, for example, I decided I wanted to do... Um, Oh, no lease option agreement, which is basically another creative property strategy. What are the strengths of me doing that? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities? What are the threats? Yeah, and do they, do they align with what I'm trying to do? What are my goals, if that makes sense? So those are my, that will probably be my evaluation process. And that actual idea, getting the idea is all just like improvements. Ideas usually come to me, for example, probably by myself. <laughs> by myself, I'm just, <laughs> just thinking, oh, what can I do better? Those are the times where um, ideas come and that's my new process and actually making sure they're evaluated properly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to have to bring you on to one of my uh, Teach the World sessions where <laughs> we're talking <laughs> about SWOT analysis, pestle analysis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are stuff that I was learning from my business. Um, while that's, I was it, doing business analysts. that's why I always say to people, you know, we never, never count those things as wasted time because we especially as business analysts we develop a lot of skills our our skill set is to go in and to to spot the opportunities to find the problems and you know help people identify where their problems are and what they need to do what they actually need in order to solve the problem we won't tell them what the solution is but we tell you right this what do you actually need we help you identify what you actually need and when you start to apply that on yourself you know you do that you're like okay what's my what's the problem and what do i need i and from there we can figure out what the solution is so um cool um last one last one so um how do you balance the sacrifice needed to be successful with the r and r needed to be sane what's r and r sorry so um, rest and relaxation, Re- relaxation, oh, okay. relaxation and recuperation. Change your R's to whatever you want <laughs> yeah, it to be. <laughs> yeah. um, so I feel like I'm going to repeat myself in saying this. Um, you have to understand yourself and what you want. So when I first initially started, this was one of the reasons why I partnership and rework my business, my business partner was I just thought from certain books I'd read, I just, I had the, hustle the hustle culture the hustle mindset and hustle and hustle only 
if 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 it's not to develop yourself, if it's not to grow my business, if it's not to bring me money in the future, I thought it was a waste of time. Yeah, and I sacrificed everything else. Stop. I stopped going out with friends. I stopped flipping, going for meals. It was just saving my money. I was trying to live on like fifteen pounds a week. Yeah, I was all I was just trying to do was just, just was just save, work, sleep, nothing else. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that's wrong. Yeah, but for me, it, it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, which did kind of lead to burnout. It did kind of lead to burnout and enthusiasm of what I was doing dropped. And but that's when the discipline kicked in, where I just carried on at work, obviously. Um, so I think you need to actually understand yourself to actually have that relaxation and obviously work mentality. So for me personally, I don't think I push myself too hard anymore. Um, but I have a routine of I wake up, I go to the gym, come from a gym, um, I I go on Skillshare, currently learn a different skill, spend an hour with that. I, I go to my corporate job from eight till four. Um, and then from four to five, I'm making phone calls to estate agents, trying to get new rent to rent. From five to six, I'm relaxing, just watching TV whilst I'm eating. Um, and then from, what is it now? Sorry, I forgot. Six, six, six. six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, um, before I was listening to like a book, for example, yeah, I'll be listening to a book, um, but. Let's say I'm just listening to a book. I injured my legs, so I've not been walking as much as I normally do. But um, I listen to a book in that time. I come home and it's just relax. Just relax. Two hours relax. I write my goal before I go to bed. I write my goals every morning. Those, those are my days. But it used to be a thing of just work. No relaxation. Just work, just work, just work, just work. Nothing else work. And it wasn't until I actually understand what I actually want, what I actually enjoy, where I came to a realisation of, all right, okay, it's fine. For me to chill, it's fine yeah. for me to do things which are flipping not doesn't actually make me grow. If that makes sense, because you need your time off to yourself. You need to have that have that you moment. Otherwise, that is where kind of burnout comes from. Yeah, no, that makes opinion. perfect sense. No, perfect sense, perfect sense. Uh, it was. It's what I'm always telling my listeners. Hey, listen, there might be weeks where you won't get an episode because I realize that I haven't got anything to say to you. And I'd be forcing it. And I'm not into the habit of forcing things anymore. Um, yeah. I've learned that, you know, just trying to force things to happen and force things to fit into a certain thing because, because you've, you've forced, you've created the schedule that it, suddenly stuff has to fit into doesn't work. And it creates yeah. an undue pressure. And then the content, whatever you create, doesn't even it's not even natural it's not even you know it's not what you were trying to do so like likewise um my 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 relaxation gym um and i love anime so yeah yeah are you are you watching attack on titan right now oh no see i've given up i've, I've given up on attack on titan um but i've i can't tell you how many different anime shows i've sort of binged over the Christmas period. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm half, I stopped Attack on Titan on season two, halfway through season two. So yeah. it's probably something I'll pick back up. I think it's on season three now, or is it season four? I think maybe season four, part two. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a bit, I've got a bit to go. I'll probably yeah. pick it back up. But um, 
Yeah, that was that was definitely one I was enjoying, but there was so because I subscribed to um Crunchyroll. Yeah. So once I got on Crunchyroll, I was I was lost, man. It was like it was like <laughs> this is I'm the Netflix, yeah, Netflix of anime. I'm 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 all for this. And I've just been binging different different ones. So um I think the the the, the latest one I watched, because some of the titles are so random. Um there's one yeah, called yeah, yeah. Is it right to pick up girls in the dungeon? And I was thinking, what kind of anime is this? And then when you start, <laughs> what we start watching it, it's just nothing but action. So I was just like, oh, okay, it's completely yeah, nothing, not nothing to do with the name of the show. But yeah, yeah that. But anime is my one. Well, that's my thing to relax. Uh, um, you know, I, I was saying to a friend, I don't play Xbox, I don't play PlayStation. I used to, but those things. I don't find them relaxing anymore because they take, they require concentration. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I concentrate all day. I concentrate for 10, 11 <laughs> hours a day. I need, I need some time to just not think about anything. So anime became my escape and that's kind of how I relax. Or, you know, if I'm in the gym, it's li- gym and listening to some music. Um, I collect trainers. So again, I might be online hunting down trainers. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but a lot of people should be able to relate to that but uh definitely especially if you're into hip-hop you'll know hip-hop and trainers it's, it's a yeah, marriage made in heaven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but Ade, we're at the end of the show we're at the end of questions um i've appreciated you being on here as i said i hope everyone's learned something from you again I've all, I always say I'll say it to you again that I you know to me you're an inspiration especially at your age and that's not meant in a patronizing way but you know you're thinking in a way that a lot of people don't think at that age it's it's a fact um you see it all over Instagram a lot of people are just there trying to floss and pretend to live a life that they don't live whereas you're actually trying to create the life that you want to live um and doing whatever it takes to get there so you know really really give you know hats off to you um really if i can be of any support in any way always reach out always give me a shout i'm i'm here (laughs) so um but yeah is there before before we go let the people know how they can get in contact with you how they can find out more about you if they can follow you on social media those sorts of things yeah, number one, I'd like to say thank you for having me on. Yeah, I really do appreciate it. Yeah, as, as well as that, you are an inspiration as well. Hearing the adversity you've been through and how you overcame them and how you, you're still coming off being, being so positive and genuine. Yeah, it's something that I, I, I aspire to be. I appreciate um, so that. Massive, massive, massive respect to you in that matter. Um, regarding myself, um, this year I've mentioned one of my goals is to um, build my property page to 1K plus. Yeah, so... Um, on there, I'm going to be sharing tips on how um, I find my rent to rent deals. Anyone's interested in property, um, just share my journey of what I've gone through. Um, and you can ask me any questions regarding anything I, um, I've done regarding property. Because I remember when I got started off, just having someone to talk to who just even just a couple of steps ahead of me, it was such a beneficial thing for me. So I'm more than happy to help anyone out just answering questions if you've got anything. Um, so you can follow my Instagram on Aday at Aday Property um, and that should, that should be there so yeah again thank you very much I'm David much appreciated no that's great that's great 
So guys, there's, there you have it. That was Ade. Um, and like you said, you can follow him on Instagram. I'll have his details in the show notes so you can um, go directly from there and go to his page and drop him a follow. Like you said, he's trying to get to a thousand followers. So come on, let's help him make those numbers. Let's make it happen. And I'll be back. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> I'll be back next week with another show. Um, there's a guy that that's uh, I've, I've had an interesting well, I've had a few interesting people reach out to me um, about wanting to come and talk to you guys about what they do um, one of them is an ex um, Air Force pilot who created a business um, a financial business uh, across the world entrepreneur but he's he's not talking to you he doesn't want to come and talk to you about business he wants to talk to you about success in the other areas of life where a lot of men tend to be successful in business and um, professionally and things like that but their failures when it comes to fatherhood marriage and all of those things and he wants to talk to you about having victory and, and success in all those areas and that is an important thing as well to me life is about balance it's always about making sure that one area of your all areas of your life are operating and firing in all cylinders and it's very easy to drop the ball especially as a husband and a parent um, when you're chasing success in business because you have to put so many hours in but success in marriage and family also requires you to put hours in so that's one that i'm hoping to bring to you very soon um if that doesn't happen, I'll be here anyway to talk to you about some tips or some tricks. We might talk about this pestle analysis and SWOT analysis that <laughs> Ali brought up. <laughs> so, um, as usual, you can continue to follow me on at Daily Perspective on Instagram or at Daily Perspective on Facebook, Twitter. Oh, sorry, no, on Twitter, it's at Daily Network. Or you can follow me personally at DY Daily on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all of those things. So um, keep looking after yourselves and I will catch you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. You can do this on your favorite streaming platforms.